Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi made a surprise trip to Kiev over the weekend with a congressional delegation of Democratic representatives. The question beyond the headline is, was this all just for political show and photo ops, or did it send some important message to our allies and to our enemies? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, as we've been reporting throughout the day today, uh, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi uh, did make this surprise visit to Ukraine over the weekend uh, with several of her colleagues from the Democratic side of the aisle and the House of Representatives. And there's been some debate back and forth in terms of this being too late, uh, not enough. And we want to break that down in terms of what actually happened, what the conversations were really all about, and more importantly, what messages were sent, particularly to the people of Ukraine, to allies throughout Europe, and to our enemies uh, and those that are waging this war against Ukraine. I think there are some important things in there to be sure. Uh, obviously, Nancy Pelosi and I agree on very little when it comes to a lot of policy issues. I think she made the right move in terms of going to Ukraine. And so let's break this down just a little bit. Uh, I do think she deserves credit for going in and doing a bold move in terms of let's have this conversation. Let's show what others have shown, including Prime Minister Boris Johnson from the UK. Uh, of course, we had Secretary of State uh, Antony Blinken and also Secretary of Defense Austin were in Kiev not long ago, and so it is part of an ongoing ratcheting up of hey, we think we think Ukraine is safe. We think the capital city is under control. We believe that the government is functioning and legitimate and trying to move the cause of peace and freedom forward. And so let's lean in. Let's engage in that conversation. While meeting with President Zelensky, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi expressed her gratitude and the U.S. Uh, combined commitment to continue supporting Ukraine until the fight is done. We believe that we are visiting you uh, to say thank you uh, for your fight for freedom, that we are on a frontier of freedom and that your fight is a fight for everyone. And so our commitment is to be there for you until the fight is done. And, of course, uh, I want to go back to uh, Boris Johnson's comment as uh, prime minister after his visit. He talked about the Ukrainian people uh, showing the courage of a lion and that President Zelensky uh, had given the roar 
uh, to that courage of the Ukrainian people. I, I loved that message. Uh, there was a press conference held in Poland yesterday. So Speaker Pelosi and those that were traveling with her uh, left Kiev, went to Poland and had a press conference there. Speaker Pelosi began by stating the message they hoped they were sending from their visit. I'm very honored to be with a very distinguished congressional delegation that has traveled here to send a clear message to the world. America stands with Ukraine. We stand with Ukraine until victory is won. She went on to outline a few things the delegation discussed with President Zelensky, which were significant. Our discussion centered around the subjects at hand, as you would suspect. Security, humanitarian assistance, economic assistance, and eventually rebuilding when victory is won. The speaker went on to talk about the fact that Congress is working on drafting the bill for an additional $33 billion in aid to Ukraine. We've been talking about that, uh, that the president asked for late last week. And so she outlined what actually is in that. Uh, we are already writing the bill for the $33 billion for weapons, for security, for humanitarian assistance and for economic assistance. Uh, we are very proud that that is on top of what we have already done in terms of sanctions with uh, stopping this purchase of Russian oil, uh, stopping the normal trade relations with Russia. Now, one of the challenges that, again, we've got to get past just the headlines of all of this. Uh, I thought it was stunning that Speaker Pelosi said that they had begun drafting the bill. For the additional $33 billion in aid to Ukraine. The House is out of session this entire week. So if this is a priority for President Biden, if this is a priority and urgent for the people of Ukraine to be able to defend themselves against Russia, why in the world are we waiting to draft the legislation? Surely, surely that could have been done uh, before Congress left town last week. Uh, to me, it's inexcusable for Democrats or Republicans to say, yes, we think this is important. Yes, we're standing with you, Ukraine. Yes, we believe this is the cause of freedom and right. And we'll get around to it and start drafting the legislation. They need it now. Uh, this this is not one of those, well, if we can get around to it in between recesses, uh, that just makes no sense to me. And again, Republicans and Democrats alike, uh, the Speaker of the House, though, has the responsibility to draft that bill. There's a staff, there's an army of staffers that can get that done, and it needs to be done so that Congress can vote on it immediately, swiftly, so that can start moving. Because, again, nothing can happen until that gets done. And then once it is done, uh, you know, you just don't have tanks and anti-aircraft uh, missiles. Uh, those things don't just appear. They take time. To create, and then they've got to be shipped halfway around the world, and then they've got to be brought into Ukraine. Uh, so to me, it's a little inexcusable to talk about support and then say we're starting to draft a piece of legislation uh, for that. Uh, that doesn't add up to me on either side of the aisle. Uh, also, the speaker went on to say that her trip uh, was conveying a message of unity. We were proud to convey to him a message of unity from the Congress of the United States, a message of appreciation from the American people for his leadership and admiration for, to the people of Ukraine for their courage. So this is my other point of, of not contention, but just 
frustration a little bit uh, with Speaker Pelosi. If the message conveyed is a message of unity from the United States Congress, surely there were some Republicans who could have joined that trip to Kiev. Surely there were a few Republicans who could have gotten on that plane, have been part of that Codell uh, to go into Ukraine. Uh, and so to me, the message of unity, uh, that was a missed opportunity, I think, by the Speaker of the House to actually not just say unity, but to show unity. Uh, if you really want to inspire the people of Ukraine who have been inspiring us in their fight for freedom, their courage, their valor, their willingness to do hard things and to endure atrocities of all kinds is to show them that the principles that we profess to believe in this country are the principles we're going to live in this country. And that starts with unity. And that unity comes when we get people from across the political spectrum who have been elected to lead the country in the cause of freedom to stand together. This was an easy one. Uh, That was a miss. Now, I will say Speaker Pelosi said that the delegation were leaving Kiev with a greater understanding. And this is important. I think they gained some insight into some things that they hadn't anticipated learning on this trip. Take a listen. It is with great sorrow that we come here, with great pride. Uh, we leave with a firmer understanding and more current understanding of what needs to be done, with a deeper appreciation of inspiration from those who are in this fight. So it was interesting. Uh, the speaker went on to share a couple of things, uh, not a lot of details in terms of what they learned about other needs. Uh, just a few moments ago uh, in her press briefing, Jen Psaki, spokesperson for the White House, uh, talked about that in, again, a broad sense, didn't give any specifics in terms of what they learned. But apparently there are some different things that have not been asked for previously that uh, President Zelensky asked Speaker Pelosi and those that were with her uh, to convey back to the president. Uh, we interesting to see how that plays out when that becomes public in terms of what those asks were and what America is willing to do uh, to help meet those. Uh, Speaker Pelosi also uh, took to the, the bully pulpit and called Russia a bully and said that this is something that we cannot let stand. Do not be bullied by bullies. If they're making threats, you cannot back down. That's my view of it, that you... you we're there for the fight, and you cannot uh, you cannot fold to a bully. So, an important visit from Speaker of the House inside of Ukraine in the capital city, meeting with President Zelensky. A lot of important things. A few misses, to be sure, but a lot of things that I think the Speaker got right. I think that were important, and as we've mentioned. These were important messages to the people of Ukraine. These were important messages to our allies in Europe. And they were also important messages to our enemies, to Vladimir Putin and his very small inner circle, perhaps an inner circle of one inside the Kremlin. Uh, But it was an important opportunity to make those connections, to send those messages. And the important thing is that we live up to those principles of freedom that we profess so that we can rightly stand with the people of Ukraine in theirs. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. 
But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.